Good morning, Perry. Thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to get to interview you. I would love if you could introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Barry Copeless. I'm known as the master networker, the connector, and executive producer of Prairie Multimedia Productions. I work in all things multimedia, that is video productions, podcasting. I also do write a book. I've actually writing two more books, and I've actually worked in the film industry too as a backgrounder, and I also work on film sets as a production assistant, and I also am a documentary filmmaker. So that's uh, myself, and I'm from a small town in Alberta called Three Hills, Alberta. I've lived in Winnipeg about 40 years, and I made a lot of connections. I love this city. I'd love if you could tell us what your book's about. Okay, the book uh, is about making quality connections. The title of the book is called Make Quality Connections, How to Up Your Networking Game. And the reason I chose that title is because I want people not just to make any connections, but quality connections, as I've done over the past 15 years, all the people I've met. So the book is about all the people I met, a very powerful status, and all about techniques you can use When you meet a stranger for the first time, you can use some of my techniques that do work that I cover in the book. Also, the book has a lot of resources in the book. I've been virtual network in the past three years during the COVID lockdown, and I've attended hundreds and hundreds of events where I met lots of people. And so I put a great big resource section in the back of the book. As well, I've got lots of great networking techniques and tips you can use in the book, do's and don'ts when you're networking or when you're meeting people for the first time, because some people are very stuck on going into a big room full of strangers and not know where to start. Who do I talk to? Where do I go? And what do I say? So my book covers all those kind of topics. If you want, I could read just some sample chapters from the book just to highlight Uh, One chapter I have is called, How Did You Meet Them? My Networking Top 10. Another chapter is called Networking the What and the Why. I've also got one on traveling. It's called Going Global Networking While Traveling. And then the last one is called Your Hired Job Networking. People don't realize that networking can take place at any point in time, whether you're looking for a job, when you're looking to make a friendship, or when you're traveling, either locally or overseas. So networking can be done anytime, anywhere, which I do. And I talk about that in my book. Because whenever I go out, I always am ready to give my 30-second elevator pitch, carry my business cards with me for contact information, and I'll copy my book so as I can show it to them and say, oh, here, here I'm a publisher of a book. Here's what it looks like. And Some people would take a picture of it and maybe say, where can I get the book? Because it's on Amazon worldwide. Amazing. What inspired you to write your book? Okay, what inspired me to write the book? When I wanted to write a book, first of all, I I know a lot about video production. And I was going to write a book many, many years ago. And then when I thought about writing a book when it came to the lockdown of May 2020, I said, I know what I'll write about. I'll write about all the people I've met over the past 10 to 15 years, stories, storytell in the book. But besides that, I also want to write about all the techniques and tips I learned. I actually belong to a group called Business Sparks in Winnipeg, 
And that was one of the inspirational moments when I attend their events every second Thursday at a Perkins restaurant. And so many of the presenters had written books. I said, gee, everybody's got a book that's on stage presenting. I think I want to write a book. So I got inspired to write the book from that point too about networking because that's the first networking event I was a member of and attended regularly was Business Sparks. So after I we got locked down, I said, now what can I do? I can't go anywhere or do anything. I said, I know I'll write a book. And I came up with the ideas all of my in my head, mostly it was in my head, and I decided to write the book on all the people I've met, all the places I've been to in Winnipeg and uh, from uh, Los Angeles, because I did a trip down there. I included that in the book while traveling and all about the other events that I did before COVID struck. And I put all that in a 193-page book, 15 chapters. And I just gave you some sample chapters there of what's in the book. And a lot of people would say, why didn't you write the book in a weekend or three days? The purpose of me writing the book wasn't to write a book fast. It was to write a quality book. I didn't want to be just any other book about networking. And by the way, I did look on Amazon online about a lot of networking books, but those books were written way back when in the 90s or the 2000 era. I wanted my book to be a 2021 book, the current trend of what's going on in networking, either virtually through Zoom and other platforms and all the other events you might attend in person. So I want it to be a very timely book. I actually released the book on the uh, first day of summer of 2021. And I had a big book launch, well, not a big book launch, but a book launch uh, with all kinds of festivities there. So that's why I wrote the book, because I think people need to know the right way to network and the wrong way to network. And there is wrong ways. I've seen people networking over the last three years when I attend all these events. And there's a right way to network. People don't realize that network is not selling. And I point that out in my book. It's not to say you need to buy my product or service right away. Give me some money, buy my product. That's not networking. Networking is building relationships, making connections, making JV partnerships. And I try to stress that whenever I talk on webinars. I've actually given talks, four talks at Business Parks too, about my book and about networking. So they've had me as a guest uh, four times at Business Parks talking about networking. And they were the ones that gave me the Master Connector title. I didn't give myself that title. They gave me the title. said, gee, you're always networking, Barry. Everywhere you go, you're talking to people, exchanging information or whatever. So we're going to call the Master Networker. And then another person gave me a subtitle called The Connector. Because now you're connecting people, you're referring people to podcasts and, and helping them out spread the word about their company or organization. So we're going to call you the connector. So that's how those two words came about. The master networker, the connector. And that's been written up in my book too. Amazing. When you were writing your book, who were you thinking about when it comes to who your book is for? Well, my book is going to be for people that are starting out in business brand new companies, they could be home-based businesses, they could be solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, they're just getting out say, with a brand new company, be a brick and mortar company, and not knowing how to start the business besides just putting big ads in newspapers, radio ads, or TV ads, right? There are other low-cost ways 
that you can network. And one of them is networking. When you go to an event, you can advertise your company, promote it, or make mentions of your company. Say, my company is the A&D uh, printing shop. Uh, we do printing. And then you can say, well, here's what we do. And then somebody might say, oh, I think I need some printing services. Tell me more. Or let's get together and have lunch or coffee and uh, we'll have a meeting. So that's who my target for it. For startups, anybody starting out in the new business world, even people that I found this out during the COVID lockdown, that their business was shut down and they didn't know how to pivot to the online world. They were not, they didn't know about Zoom and all these other platforms, right? Where they could promote and mention their business online, even to Winnipeggers, right? So they were stuck with the business closed down and they lost a lot of money, right? I actually did a, a talk on pivot, pivoting your business to online. Because some people are stuck in the old ways of doing business. Like I said, by doing ads on all these traditional mediums, and they don't know that another medium exists, a very powerful medium called podcasts or webinars that you can talk about your company. I've been to many, many webinars and people always talk about their companies. My company's ABC, here's what I do, here's what I market, and I'm looking to make connections with other people that might need to use my services. How long have you been writing and what made you really start? Well, like I said, I started it in about uh, May 20, 20, uh, 2020 when I put the first words, I used Word uh, to put the first words down on paper. I did many versions of the draft document, right? Maybe seven or eight versions of the draft. But I just started putting my ideas down, like say from my head, all the people I'd met, I might have looked up some dates and stuff like that, proper names and stuff like that. But I started back in May 2020. It was two months after the COVID lockdown, right? The COVID lockdown was March 13th. I remember that clearly because I was at an event. They said, okay, the seminars closed for tomorrow. COVID arrived in Manitoba. You all got to go home and stay inside and do whatever you do. And I said, oh, wait, what do I do? And I got this whirlwind idea. I'm going to write a book. I've always wanted to write a book. I'm going to write a book. And I'm not just going to write any book. I'm going to write a quality book, something that makes sense. And not a short book either of 20 pages. It's going to have to be a lengthy book that I want to put all kinds of information in the book. So that's what I did. I got sections on, like I said, resources, appendixes, two appendixes, and 15 chapters of my book. So I felt when it was written, it would be a very good book for people to pick up. And I've actually sold copies around the world, like I said, on Amazon. And when I went to a big conference in uh, Anaheim in November, I picked up five people that bought my book on the spot. Because I need this book. I don't know how to network. I'm stuck. I said, well, buy my book, it's 10 bucks. And you'll be surprised how much great content is in the book. And it applies to anybody in the world. Like I got worldwide resources in all the countries in the world there in the book. So you say, I'm from uh, London, England. You probably wouldn't have any bearing on that there. Well, matter of fact, I do. Because they have networking events that you can go network in London, England. Or Australia. Or Europe. Or Asia, whatever, whatever country you want to network in, I, it's in my book. Amazing. What is your schedule like when you are writing a book? Well, what I usually did, because I've heard this, 
that the morning is the best time to be productive around 10 o'clock in the morning. So I might write for a couple of hours. I don't want to overdo it. And I would stop and pause. And then I might write maybe after take a lunch break or break and then maybe write in the early afternoon. And then I use the evenings for my webinars that I would attend to get more information. See, by attending the webinars, I got content for my book because I just wanted the content of me and be biased. Well, it's all Barry's content. I want to attend webinars and pick up this pointer, this pointer. I've actually got people that conduct networking webinars in my book. So they became part of my book and asked some permission to include some tips and things that they talked about in their webinar in my book. So that's what I did. So it was a whole big process I put together. And I, I didn't really take any formal writing course. I took a course from Raymond Aaron called 10, 10, 10, where he teaches you how to write 10 chapters in 10 weeks. And uh, what's the other 10? 10 chapters, 10 weeks. There's, some, there's a 10, 10, 10 there, uh, maybe 10 months, uh, a book. And then I got inspired by that. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? I would say, uh, you know, just ideas. Like I might uh, reference uh, something I did, like uh, well, I, got a, I got many certificates from Business Sparks. So I might reference that and say, oh, that brings back a memory of when I met some interesting people there at Business Sparks. I actually even wrote about some people that I met at Business Sparks that were presenting in my book. And one of them actually gave autographed copies of all the attendees. Said, oh, that's a good idea to write in the book about the autographed copies of the book that Marco Silvestri gave to all the people. And that got me an idea. Oh, why don't I do the same thing? Why don't I give out copies of my book and do that? So. I took some ideas from the presenters from Biz and Sparks, and I wrote about that in my book too, because it brought back memories, right? Amazing. What is your favorite writing snack or drink? I would say tea, definitely tea with honey. And the snack I would say will be the snack. Um, let me think now. Well, maybe peanut butter and uh, jam on toast maybe would be my snack. What type of books do you personally enjoy reading? Well, I do a lot of uh, reading of personal development books. I want to be inspired and I want to be focused in the right way to live a great life, right? Whether it be eating healthy, mentally healthy, or, uh, or physically healthy, right? I want to make sure I am part those things into my mindset and in my body. So I'm always reading about different techniques. I'm all about wellness, you know, with the mind and the body. I, I read a lot of books like that. I also do a lot of spiritual reading too. I, I like to read spiritual things because I always want to, you know, do spiritual reading about getting spiritual thoughts in my head too. I belong to an organization out of Windsor, Ontario, where they send me all kinds of books to read and little, maybe 20 page little booklets that I read sometimes on the bus or whatever. So I want to impart that confirmation in my mind too. Are there any books or authors that inspired you to become a writer? 
Well, I would say one of them is called Robert Hirchevek, uh, Will to Win. I actually met him at the uh, McNally Robinson book launch of his book. He signed the book and I got a picture with him. So that, wow, this guy, he told, he told his story many times about coming over from Croatia, very poor. And I said, gee, look at that. He's telling a story, very poor, not much money. And now he's on Shark Tank. Well, he's on Dragon's Den to begin with a Shark Tank. I said, wow. Do I ever want to uh, be inspired by that fellow there? He, he's a very big investor in places, right? So that's one of the books I got. It's called The Will to Win by Robert Hirchevac. Another book that I got, I've listened to both the audio and the, the paperback version, is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Everybody, I'm sure, in the world knows about this title. It's been out a long time. I'm also another inspired by another book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. I've actually got the audio version of that book and I've got the uh, the paperback version of the book too. So that's another one I like, Think and Grow Rich, because these books can impart a lot of good knowledge and wisdom to you that you can really get a good grounding of starting a business or working in the business or even working for companies by reading those books. And I've got quite an extensive library of, of Robert Kiyosaki, who I met in person in Winnipeg. He autographed a book and I got a picture with him. You've heard of Robert Kiyosaki. He's a billionaire. I was very honored to meet him. I don't think he's a big celebrity guy, but a fellow brought him in and did a 90 minutes uh, seminar on uh, people that are young, why they don't work of the right kind of job. So he actually gave everybody that attended a copy of the autograph book. So I'm inspired by those kinds of people that write these kind of books that impart great wisdom and knowledge in you. Amazing. What type of books did you grow up reading? Did you have an all-time favorite? Well, the, the books that I read, and I read the whole series, and I maybe read part of another series, was The Hardy Boys. For some reason, I just love detective stories. And I, I almost read, read the cover to cover and I was just so enthralled with the books. I couldn't put it down when I started to read one book. I think they must have had 30 or 40 books in the series. I took them out of the library, I took them home and I read them cover to cover. And I was very just amazed on the stories that they, they wrote. Another series that came about too, which maybe I read some of those was Nancy Drew. Those are the two detective series in my days. I did read books like The Cat in the Hat when I was younger, but when I was older, I, I really felt really drawn to the Hardy Boys books. Love that. Now as an adult, what are your favorite series or authors that if they come out with something, you're going to automatically grab it? Okay, let me think about that one. Well, that might be authors that have gone through a life and death situation. Like they can tell a life story and how they survive the story. If they, if they got that kind of a book, I would definitely pick that kind of book up. Because those are stories I like to read about too, life and death. How they overcame obstacles or overcame major problems in their life to survive and move on. And I've actually met authors like that already that wrote about a topic like bullying and they overcame that and they wrote a book about it. So I'm always looking for these, these books out there. 
and, and buy the book. What would you tell someone just starting out with reading again? Well, I would say uh, when you're, when you're going to read a book, don't try to read. I know uh, Les Brown said you should read maybe three chapters a day for 10 or 20 minutes, but I think just read the book and don't get too overwhelmed by it and just pick up some interesting points in the book or some angles of the story and then take that away and maybe build upon an idea what you read in the book. Because that's that's very easy to do. You don't have to read the whole book to say, oh, I got to, you know, do uh, maybe make a screenplay or whatever based on the book I just read. I just pick up some points that really resonate with you from within the book. Amazing. On the other side of that, what would you tell someone just starting to write their own book? Well, again, don't try to write too much at once. Just start slowly. Just take a few ideas that you have in your head or reference on paper somewhere on a memory and just write that down in the book. And they always say, do not edit when you're writing. Do not edit. Just write, write, and write. And that's what I did. Don't worry about spelling, grammar, punctuation. Just write everything down you can remember, no matter how silly or stupid it is or insignificant it is, just write it down either on paper or if you use a typewriter. I actually know a person that writes books or uses typewriters. And really, wow, he does not like electronics. And so whatever medium you're writing, just write things down and don't, don't write too much to get overwhelmed and all of a sudden your mind gets empty. Just write when your mind is no longer have any ideas. That's when you take a pause and say, I'm going to take a pause now because I don't have any more ideas to write down on paper. And don't try to stress your brain to say, oh, i got to really uh, stress my brain to come up with an idea. No, no, take a break. Let your brain relax and then go back to writing maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes later. And maybe the ideas will flow back again. Or just maybe go for a quick walk around the block or whatever and take a go outside in some fresh air and then go back and see if the uh, the ideas will come back into your mindset. I love that. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Well, definitely my sister, when I told her I wrote the book, and here's what I don't get when people say this. I don't like when they say that. They always say, I could never do what you do. I said, what do you mean by that? Well, you just told me you published a book. I could never write a book and publish it. I said, why not? I don't got any special skills. I'm educated just like you are. We're not university or college educated. You're Carol is the one that said that. You're not university or college educated. Neither, Neither am I. I just am reaching outside my comfort zone to try things that I didn't think I would mind doing like writing a book and getting it edited, putting chapters in and putting content in and actually publishing it. Not just talking about the book, but actually say, here's my physical book. Like when I hold up the book, I said, this is my book. It's physical. And I actually wrote the entire book. And my editor, she edited the book, but all the content came from me. And I'm still surprised when I look back and say, did I actually write the book? Of course you wrote the book. Nobody else wrote the book. You wrote the book. And I'm still kind of dumbfounded that at 63 years old, I actually published a real book. And it's not just a book. 
It's a quality book. It makes sense. So, so, so a lot of people are, are really dumbfounded when they say, you produced a TV show for seven years. I could never do that. They always say that word. I could never do that. Or I could never do what you do. I said, what do you mean? I could never produce a TV talk show. Well, I didn't have any experience producing a TV talk show. So you could do the same thing. You just have to have an open mind and you have to be one to be taught or mentored like I did. And you have to take on a challenge that, oh, I don't like to take on new challenges because I could fail. Don't think that way. When you take on a challenge, you might fail, but you might learn something from the challenge you take on, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what people always tell me. I could never do what you do, or I could never do that. And I don't like to hear those words because you're university educated. I'm not. You got a degree. What do you mean you couldn't never write a book? You've got more education than I do, right? I don't know why they would say that. Is there anything else you would like to say or add? Oh, I want to add one more thing. I always wanted to take my book. My book currently is an ebook format on Amazon, and it's in a paperback form on Amazon. As I said, anyone in the world with Amazon service, you can get the book. I'm not sure in different languages, might be in English. But I put it in my mind when I wrote the book, I said, at some point, I want to make the book audio format. And I did it. I have a device called the Echo Dot fifth generation with Alexa app on it. And I got Alexa. I was surprised when she could read entire Kindle books of the library. I said, really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that she could do that. So then I said, okay, Alexa. Uh oh, be careful. She's going to talk to me. Uh, Go find Make Quality Connections and read the book. And all of a sudden, she came and started talking about the book. From the very first word of the book, she read the entire book. I said, holy smokes. She actually read my book cover to cover. So then I, I did a test with her. And then I said, okay, I'm going to use Audacity, give her this program, to put my microphone near the speaker and have her read the entire book. And it took two and a half hours to record the entire book into audio format, MP3 and WAV format. So now I have my entire book. It's a first draft, audio recording, in an audio version. And the reason why you might say that, while well, a lot of people, including myself, like to read books in audio format, in the car, when I'm walking, when I'm on the bus, wherever I am, I'll just flip on the MP3 audio and listen to the book. So I figure it's very practical. And also people that are vision impaired now can impart knowledge my book because maybe they can't read it on paper, either in the ebook or the paperback format, but they sure if they have hearing, they can listen to my book. So I now got a different audience out there, right? And there's a large audience out there of maybe vision impaired people in the world. So that opens up a new market to me with the audio format. And at some point, me might maybe make an audio book format, but I know another guy that he made his book audio format MP3. His name is Michael Whitehouse, by the way. I wrote him on, in my book, and he was a guest on my podcast. He wrote a book, A Guy Knows a Guy. And he said, I, I recorded my book in audio format, but I give away for free. 
Well, I might not give away for free, but I'm already thinking about giving some audio chapters away for free. And say, well, if you like these three chapters in audio, maybe you want to buy my full audio book. And maybe I might bundle it with my ebook or my paperback if I see people in person said, if you buy my paper book, I'll give you the audio version for free or a discounted price. See, I'm always thinking about marketing. You know, you can see what's on my tie, right? Is branding and marketing. So I'm always thinking about ways to market that's very creative and nobody else would think of doing. I have not met anybody that's got a book cover on the tie yet. Not one single person. I met lots of people with ties, but not a book cover and a tie. So I'm unique in that way. And I've got my book cover on many other things too. So when I get the audio version out in February sometime, I can now say my book is in three formats. What format do you prefer? Audio, paperback, or ebook? Pick your choice. And then let's go, let's go forward. And finally, I want to say, because I did mention about me doing a sampler uh, audio version chapter, I've already got a sampler chapter in my ebook that if anybody wants to email me, you mind if I give my email address, they can request a sample copy, sample chapter, so make quality connections at pmmproducer at gmail.com, put in the subject line, sample book, ebook, and I'll be happy to send it to you by email and you'll get the idea how powerful my book is, how useful it is, and how beneficial it is. That's going to help you make great quality connection in the business world and the friendship world. Amazing. Where's the best place for readers to find your book? I know a lot of readers love signed copies. Is that an option? And the best place that they can connect with you? Okay. Uh, one thing I did, which I discovered again by a webinar, I actually discovered a website called a link tree. I don't, you've heard of link tree. So I set up a link tree. I said, well, what can I put my link tree? I know I'll put all the places you can find my book. I'll put all the places that you can link to me on social media. I'll put all the places I was interviewed on podcasts or streaming talk shows. It's all in my link tree. Now, my link tree address is this, and then we're going to put in the show notes. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Winnie Media Expert. If you go to that website, you will find all the links to my social media channels, to where to buy the book, either USA or Canada. And once you get to those locations, you can pick your country too. And then you can also find all the places I've been interviewed on podcasts. I put all the links and you can listen or watch me being interviewed on other shows. I've been interviewed about almost a dozen shows now around the world. This is not just local in Canada. This is worldwide. So that's where, where, where to uh, go to find me. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We're so happy we got to interview you. We'll be sure to drop those links in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. Yes. And I just want to, I just want to give a little quick tip. If you're looking for a tip to do an icebreaker, here's a very easy name to remember. Form. Form. Remember form. It stands for friendship, occupation, recreation, and message. If you expand that 
you can start a conversation using one or, or more of those letters in that acronym called FORM. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed your talk and everything. And you have a great day.